Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at some more behind-the-scenes stuff. These last couple of episodes, I don't know what's been up with me and Jessica, but we really just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like it, though. It's funny. I like getting under her skin and pushing her button sometimes. But we're back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob and yeah today is gonna be a good one another good one man we we always give y'all you know top quality top quality content over here um i want to shout out our affiliates acre gold if you want to buy gold on a subscription you can buy a two and a half gram bar or you can buy a five gram bar via acre gold with a subscription check them out um garner's garden they sell natural products hair care products skincare products oral health care products make sure you check them out jot forms for those business owners people who need intake information like name birth dates questions whatever you need from clients or potential clients or interviewees like we do you can create your own custom forms, send them to people. They can fill them out, and they'll come back to you in a nice, neat, convenient package. So t check out Jot Forms. Um, black water. They sell water that is literally black, comes in various flavors, tastes absolutely delicious. Check them out. And last but not least, Retro Mimi. Those of you who like open source devices, you can put anything you want on your little device. They, a lot of people use them for gaming. I'm going to be buying a system soon. Cannot wait to do that so I can take my gaming on the go. So make sure you check out Retro Me Me. I am not alone. I have <laughs> the co-host with the most who is always vibrating higher and for some reason is still tolerating me, Miss Jessica Fountain. Hello! <laughs> Hello, Rob. How are you? Ooh, you sound like you loathe me today. <laughs> I sound what? Like you loathe me. No, no, no. <laughs> Never that. You know how to tap my buttons, but in a good way. You no, know, in in the words of Cicely Tyson, I'm here still. Yes, yes. I read yes. that in her book this week. Look at you. How are you? Everything good? Everything's good. I am pushing through. Um knocking out some of these challenges that tend to come up during the middle of the week that are unforeseen, but knocking through them, uh, staying focused, and I'm doing good. I think uh, temperature check, I'm probably at a seven and a half. Yeah, just seven and a half. Seven and a half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm on like a 15. I was going to push it to eight, but I think it's about seven and a half right now. Well, I'm a complete 180 from where I was the other day when I called you. I, you know, I already Great. I shared some news on Facebook. Y'all know I'll be private. I'll be telling people what I'm doing, but I shared some news about a special program I, I got to be a part of. Just the blessings are continuing to flow, and I'm just going to continue to absorb them. I'm be quiet, mind my business, say my prayers, be the best man that I can be, keep making these connections, and keep on moving up. That's all I want to do. But. This ain't about us today. We have a very special guest. Um, they reached out to us. I was happy. I, I love the fact that people are reaching out to us to, because that means we're being seen, we're being noticed, and people recognize that this is a place where they can come and speak freely and share information with the people. Um, I already have respect for this guy. I know he's like, well, how you respect me? You don't know me. I, too, have dabbled. This person is, is in it. 
but in my past i've dabbled in the music industry and i know that it's a huge undertaking it's it's a lot it's, it's stressful um there's just a lot to maneuver and negotiate there really isn't a blueprint for it so i admire a lot of, i admire anybody who dares to try to tackle any part of that field because you have to be business savvy you have to be on point and um you got to be cautious too so um without further ado we have the creator of the live music series mr lawrence carrington Woo! Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, and I love the introduction. That makes me feel good. <laughs> good. Well, I'm That's glad you feel good. <laughs> Tell the folks out there about Live Music Series. Yes, um, so we created a series called the Live House Music Series. It is a fantastic series. Um, basically, what we do is... It's, Pay, pretty much paying homage to the MTV Unplugged back in the day because that was my favorite show to watch as a kid. Nice. Uh, so I love the aspect of taking your favorite artists, putting them in front of an interview chair, and let's take a deep dive into who they are as a person. Um, because we love the music and we invest in the music, but I love to invest in the person. I feel like the story, the journey is something that needs to be heard. Um, and I feel like every artist has their own path uh, that they're taking. So I, I love to put the audience in the driver's seat and let them truly understand the the reason for the music and the cause of the stories and everything of that nature. So uh, that's the pretty much the premise of the Live House music series. I wish you all the success in the world. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen interviews with artists that I love and the, inter the, the, the person interviewing them doesn't ever get to that. They talk about right. the drama. They talk about the music, which is fine. I mean, you want to talk about the music, but it's like, who are you? Where did these stories come from? What inspired you? We never, it's rare. They, they do it with like some of the top, top, top tier people. But right. I would love to hear more stories like that. So I'm glad um, you're shining a light on that portion of them because I think, and I'm all, I'm always on here defending celebrities. I think people forget that these are people. Like, mm -hmm. they don't just go record, put out music, and then go hide away in the closet and recharge their batteries. They have a life. They have families. They have situations that they deal with. And I think it, it humanizes them. It, it reminds people that, oh, snap, like, yeah, that, like, that's a man that's a woman like they're they're going through right. things just like me um so what 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 inspired this like the live house series uh, basically came to me uh like i was saying when i was a young kid uh mtv unplugged is something that uh was very special to me like i loved watching like jay-z back in the day on the the series um and i love all genres so even watching 30 seconds to mars uh, rock band, getting to hear about their story, uh, Incubus. So there's a lot of different, you know, eras and there's a lot of different groups that were like, I might not like that particular genre, but once I actually get to understand the story behind the music, then I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of see where you're coming from and the music hits a little bit different. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I, I love to, I love to meet people for themselves. And sometimes, as you say, that Hollywood stigma is, you know, we, we only know what we read about them. Yep. So let them actually tell their story from their own mouth. And that's kind of, you know, what inspired it. Excellent. Go ahead, Jessica. You cheesing. Yeah. Well, I love music and I love live music. So I think it's a great uh, concept in general. And 
I mean, that's what this platform is about, diving into people's stories. So um, I'm just kind of listening, taking it all in. My smile, Rob, tends to stop me. But yeah, I, um, I think it's a creative way to give people more than what they normally would have access to. Right, absolutely. And the best thing about it, it also gives our local artists a platform as well. Um, a lot of local artists are trying to reach that new level of, um, you know, notoriety and things of that nature. So I want to be able to create a platform for them, um, especially in the city of Dallas, uh, where it, it does get super hard to market your music and it gets super hard to bridge that gap. Um, so with creating a series like that, it puts them on another platform and allows them to showcase themselves as, you know, an artist, but also as a performer. Um, not only are they being interviewed on this platform, they're also performing in front of the live audience um, in a more intimate setting. And we try to create themes and things of that nature. For season one, we created the uh, campfire theme. So uh, my team and I, we we really try to go hard for everybody because they're, they're some great people and I can see their work ethic and I can see how hard they really want to be successful in the music industry. And as I said earlier, sometimes it gets a little bit difficult. So we're able to kind of bridge that gap to give them a great quality show that they can be a part of. It, it's, I feel like that's priceless, honestly. It, it so currently is the show, are the shows um, streamed or are they live events that are like distance or a combination of both? Right. So right now, they're just a production series. Uh, we are currently in the editing process. Uh, we just finished wrapping uh, episode one as far as in the editing. Uh, all the seasons have already been completely filmed. Oh, wow. uh, but we have partnered up with uh, Black Contemporary Television, BCTV. Um, they're actually going to be airing our show um, coming up in the next couple of months. But we are doing a launch party in April. Uh, so we're super pumped about that. And we're also going to be doing an exclusive uh, digital live stream event as well, showcasing the first episode. So I'll definitely make sure to keep you guys on the list so that you're able to, you know, experience it. And of course, give us your feedback. Um, we're super open to it and we want it to grow. We want it to be a lot bigger than um, what it's becoming so far. Wow. Uh, congratulations on accomplishing all of that. Um, it, it It's very rare that people have such a such a grand vision like this and actually are able to see it through as far as you have like to have that stuff recorded is just a blessing you know covid shut down a lot of people and stopped a lot of people from doing that like i have friends in the film and photography industry and they you know they mm -hmm. they kind of they're like mm, covid out there i need to work but uh, i can't really do anything so it's great that y'all can just sit back and kind of edit um right. so Gosh, I have a few questions here. Hmm. What um what what do you what would you say was the most difficult part in getting started with this? Um that is very interesting. Uh for me, I like to do everything. <laughs> I'm a very I'm a very <laughs> hands-on person. And um these last couple of years, because Lifehouse technically started back in 2015. Uh we've had a couple of shows and a couple of events, but really finding the right people to be a part of the project to bring it to the standard that I want it to be at. Now that's the part that takes patience. So with every live house, I take those as learning lessons. Yep. So those were definitely, of course, you know, they, they went well, but in my eyes, they were kind of failures, mm -hmm. but they were also lessons. So I learned a lot for it. 
And then once it was time and God was like, okay, these are the right people you need to work with, yes. then that's what we did. So it's just, it, it took a lot of patience. <laughs> you, you're doing the right thing. I, I went through the same thing with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, we started around 2015, 2016. I went through the same right. same thing, had different co-hosts, and then I ended up being by myself. And now I have the beautiful, wonderful, who's always vibrating higher. Jessica has been like, she was everything that I needed. I just didn't know I needed her until I had all yeah. the other stuff. And now I can't right. let her go. <laughs> I'm like, she Thank you, get bro. each other. That's my <laughs> yeah, execution right there. She executes very well. Um, I got a loaded question for you because it seems like we, we might be close in age and kind of from the same era. When it comes mm-hmm. to the music industry, this is a this I, I hear people discuss this all the time. Do you think it's easier or harder for an artist to get on um nowadays versus you know back in like i would say the 90s maybe 2000s you think it's easier now or do you think it's harder um i do believe the music industry is very oversaturated because there's a lot of people who want to um be musicians um at the same time it it depends honestly um there's a lot of different variables you can be very if if your work ethic is great i feel like you'll make it eventually Mm -hmm. but it depends on what type of work ethic you're bringing to the table i feel like with music these days you really have to plan your campaigns and you really have to you know really do what these artists nowadays who are bigger are doing i feel like less content and more marketing Mm -hmm. and I, i know a lot of artists might disagree with that but I feel like if you have a solid team that's able to campaign you like you're running for president, it you take your time with that one album. Drop a couple of singles, really work on the marketing, the the photography, whatever you need to do revolving around that particular project, and then drop it then. Um, back in the day, of course, you know, genres are a little bit different. You have your, your rock, you had your rap, you had uh, like your metal and stuff like that. So genres weren't as, you know, crazy. So I feel like it might have been a little bit easier, but you still have stories about back in the day, New York grunge bands not making it, but they're performing in front of like 30 people at their local hometown. So yeah. it just depends. I feel like it's still one in the same. It's just how you market. Yeah, marketing. And then, yeah, there's so marketing many marketing tools. Marketing is key across, I think, in a lot of different um, businesses or lines of business right now. Like, mm-hmm. it is very key that you're talking to your audience uh, yeah. specifically because so many times we're trying to talk to everybody and the like just the world and when you when it's so broad marketing allows you to talk specifically to the person that wants to hear it and wants to engage with it and wants to buy the ticket and so mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's great advice just in general to really put focus on it instead of looking at things from more and more and more perspective or um, quantity or uh, over quality and like really investing in the quality of the project. Absolutely, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to take your time. I know a lot of people are like, if I don't put out something, they might forget about me. But at the end of the day, if you put out something that is really worth something, I feel like the anticipation of something new, I feel like I'd rather have people ask me for something rather than me constantly giving it to them and they're just like, okay, we we I had enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how my mindset is. <laughs> what is it like? What's the process for you all uh, recru- recruiting artists? Like, is there, um, 
Do y'all have like a system in place? Do y'all look for specific people? Um, are you looking for people with a certain status or profile? Because I know you mentioned local artists, but I know that getting attention from bigger artists can help you grow as well. So how do you balance that? Right. So I'm glad that you actually brought that up. So that's one of the discussions that we have constantly on Lifehouse. Um, our team is very... Um, diverse. So we have a, a couple of team members who are actually pretty big in the industry who can actually reach out to bigger artists and have those connections. Um, and then, of course, myself and a few other uh, team members, we actually know a lot of artists because, um, you know, we're in that industry and we've had discussions to where they're trying to grow and ways that they can grow. Uh, but the way that we're going to structure it is to where it's pretty balanced for the most part. I, I don't want to have a system to where artists who just have money are able to pay and then I don't like their music at all just get on the system because right. then it becomes like every other platform that is you know on social media yep. what our goal is is you have to actually submit a application to us we want to listen to your music um, and it's not just going to be the team itself because I feel like it could get kind of biased if you know we all like a specific something and if it's too different but we actually have a group of um advocates you know, music listeners who listen to pretty much everything and mm -hmm. we send it to them and they're like, if they like it and they see the potential of it, then you get to be on the series. But it's not to where you just have money and you can just throw it at us and then we're just like, oh yeah, get on there. So we actually have to like you and it doesn't matter what your fan base is. We do want to mix it up. Uh, we are talking about possibly putting a big name artist on our season finales just because it helps out everyone in the longer you know run yeah. uh, if you make a big artist with a you know smaller artist so uh, we're just trying to make sure that everyone is able to grow you mentioned something that I, i'm really glad you mentioned um the local artist um because mm -hmm. i went through this i wasn't an artist but i had a record label back in the day i'm not gonna get into all that and mm -hmm. it was really it was really tough because a lot of the DJs where we were in South Carolina, um, it was it was a weird... We came in at a weird era. It was the Snap Music era. It was the Crank That era. Um, <laughs> and Atlanta was on fire. Like, Atlanta was on fire. And I'm just like, we in South Carolina trying to make this thing pop. And it was just so hard to get put on. And I'm like, yo, we right down the street from y'all, but y'all keep going to Atlanta. I'm 45 minutes away, but you rather go three and a half hours down there. Like, what's happening? So um, right. I really appreciate you for doing that. So what is some, I would say, what is some advice you have when it comes to local artists and them trying to get their name out there? Gotcha. And just to touch bases on your comment, uh, we kind of go through the same thing because we're in Dallas. So everyone wants to go to Houston. <laughs> so <laughs> we have that same, that same issue. Um, but advice that I would give to a local artist um, Pretty much what I was saying earlier, just quantity over quality. Um, really take your time to develop your craft um, and be patient. I know that we all want to make it quickly, um, but we have to understand that it is a journey. Um, just like with Livehouse and everything that we have coming in the future, all that took time. Um, I started back in 2015 and I'm now in a place to where we are being able to produce great content. And of course, I still went through that same motion as well to where I'm like, why are people noticing or why are we, you know, yeah. but it, it is a journey. We have to honestly take our time and we have to understand that it's not on our time. 
consistency is key. And as long as you're consistent and you believe in yourself and you have that drive, you're going to make it. So that's pretty yeah. much the, the bottom line. Just focus, take your time and do your best. And I tell you, I, I guarantee you're going to make it someday. That's some real talk right there. Cause we definitely had, we had a ton of music, but we pushed that one song so hard. We pushed that song for over a year. One song. Right. The local people, everybody locally knew it. And they're like, dang, y'all got nothing else. So like, we got to get it to everybody else. We can't get everything out. And then when we get out there, we ain't got nothing. So right. I definitely, I feel you. But yeah, he that's some sound advice. So if y'all out there listening, that one, that one, the one where you turn it on and everybody in the crib like, ooh, that's the one right there. Push it, man. Push it, push it, push it, push it until it gets to who it needs to get to. But you still need to be right. cooking up. Because they're going to be like, all right, that was hot, but what else you got? Definitely right. keep that in mind. Jessica, I'm tagging you in. <laughs> Tag, I'm it. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit because okay. I saw uh, on your um, intake about fight choreography. <laughs> and I, I just want to know more about that because I've never heard of that that term or concept and so I wanted to hear from you what that looks like, uh, entails, and what's that about? Gotcha. Um, so I grew up doing martial arts. Okay. Um, basically, when I was in, I think this is when I just graduated high school, um, a couple of my friends, they went to SMU, um, and we all did martial arts together. So they hit me up, and their company's Mad Outlaw Films, um, and they wanted to do an action film. So, of course, I was like, hey, I'm down. Uh, I ended up just choreographing the fight scenes uh, for that those specific projects. We actually did a few. Now that I really think about it, <laughs> but uh, we won a, we won a few awards all over the place. Uh, wow. We won an award at uh, HBO contest. Um, there was a Nepal contest, California contest. So we we really went hard on it. And basically, fight choreography is what you see in action films. The the sequences and things like that, I pretty much choreographed the kicks and the punches and the falls and also participated in some of the fight scenes as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I did for about six or seven years. And I'm actually choreographing another project on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is cool. I, I always love the little... Um, not little, but the jobs that are under um, showcased, mm -hmm. like food photography, right. uh, in this case, fight choreography, like all of those pieces that bring the project together, but you don't really know, like everyone knows the producer or, right. you know, dance or uh, these bigger roles or more... Um, defined i guess i'm not sure the exact adjective but i think it's really cool to like sp place a spotlight on that i always find those intriguing oh yeah it's it's been a lot of fun i'm not gonna lie um i love film um i love action films me and my dad we would watch them when i was a kid watching like scorpion king star wars uh lord of the rings so all those things were super exciting and of course bruce lee back in his prime when he was uh, Last Dragon, yeah. um, Bruce Leroy. I'm like, man, oh, seeing yeah. all <laughs> that got me fired up. And my dad put me in martial arts, and that was even worse. So I was at the dojo all the time, you know, <laughs> my kicks and punches, jump kicks. I'm the next Bruce Leroy, you know, got the dreads. So it was definitely, you know, it was a fun time as a kid. So being able to just have fun and bring that into a day to day life is always great. Good deal, good deal. 
Mm-hmm. Mike Koryak. I saw some of your stuff on your IG page too. I was like, okay. Oh yeah. That's a that's you know, it's funny. That's like the key. Those are like the key moments, man. When it comes to to movies, a lot of the times, like there's always a few lines. Typically with the action story, I mm-hmm. mean action movie, the storyline is kind of eh, kind of predictable. But if right. you got that fire fight scene, people will watch that movie over and over and over and over again just to watch those fight scenes, man. So uh, right. kudos to you for doing that, man. It sounds like you're living out all your dreams. Like, uh, yes. I'm, trying. I'm trying. When I was a kid, um, I had a book and I pretty much just planned out everything that I wanted to achieve. And that was kind of like a promise I made to myself. It didn't really matter how long it took, but I was going to do everything. I wanted to make movies. I wanted to, you know, make a video game channel or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, So I'm going to do it. (laughs) I don't know when, but I'm going to eventually check everything off that list. And, you know, that's pretty much how I live life, just having fun, um, just enjoying. Now, now you you said you and your friends started out recording in a closet. (laughs) You rapped? (laughs) No, I did. Uh, I did R and B. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I sang a little bit. Uh, I have a song that actually is coming out in a few months. Um, but my cousin uh, Black, he's a hip hop artist. He went to college and he came back and he was like, "Hey, man, I, I really want to rap." And he's actually the one who started the whole uh, Live House premise because I wanted to showcase him. He was Excellent. so talented and so lyrical, and he pretty much got me into the music industry. So. Working with him, we went to my friend's house, recorded in the closet. Quality wasn't great, but it led to a bunch of events that led to a bunch of events that led to where we are today. So yes, it's as long as you start. I think that's just getting a started. Point, so. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that. Yes, if you have not recorded in the closet, I don't, I don't know you like that. You have to right. like everyone <laughs> before. Man, we bought, <laughs> we stapled. Um, What's the thing you put on top of the mattress to make the mattress softer? I forget the what egg you crate. The, yeah, egg the egg crate. crate. We took that and stapled it to the ceiling and made a booth. And people were yeah. recording there. I had magnetic clips on it so it would close. People would come out sweating because it's right. mad hot. Because our closet was too small, <laughs> yo. Yep. <laughs> so you got to make it work. There's no excuses if you want it. Especially how technology is today. If you really want it, you just got to go for it. For sure, man. Y'all have a lot of access today, man. A lot of access. Man, see, now you inspired me to finish my project, but we we, okay. we go there. We, we, we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> you, now, you said something very interesting. Um, you said you were inspired by freedom. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your experiences with freedom. What, what What is it about freedom that just made you say, you know what, I'm going to do all I'm going to live my best life. Right. Um, So when I was younger, I lost a friend who was very close to me um, and he was super young. And those things right there, those really affect a person in different ways. Um, The way it affected me is I I don't want to live my life fueling the machine, um, in a sense. Uh, For me personally, I work extremely hard um, in order to live the life that I want to live. I don't want to feel bound by money. I don't want to feel bound by any type of worries in a sense. Um, freedom is just being able to be the best you that you can possibly be, create a path for yourself to where you're able to wake up whenever you want to and be with your family, create whatever you want to. I feel like God gives us talents and he gives us skills to, to utilize those for good and, you know, creating these platforms and 
uh, creating music and films and stuff like that, that's me expressing me and that's me living to my my fullest potential and that's me feeling free, honestly. Wow. I needed I, I, I needed that. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I, I needed that. A lot of things have been shifting in my life. The last year of my life has been interesting. It's taken like a 180 degree turn and I'm on like a very steep incline. Like I feel like I'm going vertical right now and I need to keep that in mind because the, the sky's the limit. I could not tell you a year ago that I'd be getting the opportunities or even be sitting and having an opportunity to speak with someone like you that's doing something so great and we get to catch you before it's big. Ah, oh, we be getting the exclusives. <laughs> hey, you know, you can always reach out to me. I, I don't believe in the too big thing. Um, I just honestly want to create. I want to help people and I just want to um, just, you know, be the best I could possibly be. So, of course, anytime, reach out to me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what can someone expect when they come to one of your events? You know, I know you, you've recorded some things. Can you give us a little bit of insight of what we're going to see, how it's going to go, just a little bit, a little exclusive? Um, I can definitely let you know something. Um, so with the event itself, if you were to come to the live event, and let me first say it's going to be super exclusive. Um, what we want to create for the event is different from what you'll see in the actual visual series. Uh, for the series, of course, it's going to be more docu-series style. Um, but for the actual event itself, we want to create an experience for you. Um, we have a lot of different things um, that we try to line up. Like one event, we had a chiropractor come out. We had the colored lights, um, bringing out um, painters and things of that nature. So we really want everyone who comes to the event to feel exclusive. We want them to feel um, great when they come in. Um, because I've been to a lot of shows and I don't, I don't like the aspect of everyone kind of just standing in their own little huddles and yeah. you know drinking their drinks and not socializing. We want people to get to know one another. You know, if we have bloggers, podcasters, interviewers there, we want everyone to socialize. We want to create that experience to where you have no choice. If you're looking at a painting uh, that's done by a, a black artist and you're asking questions and stuff like that, they're able to actually reach out, network, and market with you immediately. So wow. we're trying to create something of that nature. Excellent, excellent. Jessica? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna keep tagging you in. <laughs> well, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. Um, so, Snoop Dogg, that seems to be... Yes. I, I would have, and it's so funny to me because I would not have guessed that in a lineup for you after talking to you briefly before the show and even in this conversation, which nothing's wrong with Snoop Dogg. It's just a, polar, a polarity from right. what you give off. But tell us about your appreciation for him as an artist and him as a person. Mm -hmm. uh, you deemed it as... Tell, tell us about it. Absolutely. So I admire Snoop Dogg for a different reason than I know most people might uh, <laughs> admire him for. Of course, his music is great and fantastic, especially his uh, his journey and how he, you know, switched labels and got out of his situation and things like that. But if people really notice what Snoop Dogg is doing today, this man does whatever he wants. He's was in the most randomest place, and that's something that's super inspirational me, uh, inspirational to me. Like Snoop Dogg literally was on wrestling. I watched a Bollywood film, and he was at the end of a Punjabi film doing a music <laughs> video. I was like, "What? <laughs> this man literally does." Mark Stewart. 
like, Martha Stewart cooking shows, uh, commentary for Mike Tyson's boxing. He's honestly someone to look at. I feel like a lot of people don't really notice what he's doing, but he's everywhere. Anything that he wants to do, he does. And I feel like that's a brilliant thing, um, especially um, with him being an older man, too. He he does not stop. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's no excuse to anything. Uh, anybody, if you want to do something, like, literally look at Snoop Dogg. He does everything. <laughs> it, it, it makes, you know, I thought the same thing. I, when I saw it, I was like, hmm, but I said, I don't know him yet. And then as you, when, when she got to that question, it made sense. And it's funny, someone literally maybe two days ago... <laughs> Posted on Facebook, man, Snoop Dogg be everywhere doing everything. And they had the picture of him wrestling with Martha Stewart. He does do everything. Um, amazing guy. Dude has had his own car. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Snoop. He has a wine now. Uh, yep. A red wine blend in Trader Joe's. It, well, it's, it's everywhere, but with nine crimes. That's He's awesome. doing it. Yeah. So I'm just, <laughs> his own strain, yeah, like, everything. So... <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, the sky is honestly the limit. If you want to do something, if it pops in your head, why not pursue it? I like yep. it. I like it. I, I only got one more question for you. Um, and please, if there's anything you definitely want to cover, please cover it. Um, don't 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 leave this space without getting everything off your chest and letting the people know everything you want them to know in this interview. But the question I have for you is, um, which you kind of answered. You answered it already. Because I usually ask people, what advice do you have someone who who's probably listening right now, looking at what you're doing and saying, man, I want to do something similar. But you've kind of already given them that advice. So let me ask you this question. I don't know if you're a future planner or not, but what are you what are you looking to overall? What are you looking to get out of this series? Do you kind of have a vision for where it's going and where you would like it to be? Not necessarily necessarily a timeline, but kind of like this is where I see this one day. Gotcha. Um, so as far as future planning, I swear I plan like 30 years in the future. Uh, I'm not joking. I love to plan. And when I create projects, I always create the, you know, the what they tell you in school, the five year goal, 10 year goal and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that's kind of how I try to plan because it just kind of keeps me organized. Um, but as far as Lifehouse uh, in particular, we are pushing to use this series to, of course, create a platform, but also bridge the gap. Um, for artists who are wanting to uh, maintain being a independent artist and being able to, you know, do their own tours and things like that, um, because we want it to be a little bit more than just a uh, place where they come and perform. And then, of course, it's pretty much posted and that's it. Uh, we want to actually create a cycle to where they're able to come in um, and they're able to get interview spins and they're able to get on um, a radio network that's coming up fairly soon. Um, okay. So we're trying to yeah, so we're trying to make sure that they're actually able to build their career, uh, build their EPK. So we're giving them a lot of different services. Um, and of course, with BCTV, uh, the sky's the limit, honestly, with that. Um, and then, of course, we've been actually planning on going to L.A. fairly soon to meet with some executives to try to bridge the gap uh, for artists in there to use it as like a recruiting area. So if A&Rs uh, from music labels really love that artist, they'll be able to connect with us so they can get in contact with that artist. So uh, that's what we're working on. We really want it to be a powerful platform to where local creators can come, showcase who they are as a person, leave everything on our platform, and then, you know, hopefully be able to, you know, carry on from there. Y'all hiring? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, I'm signing up. Listen. Hey, yeah, I got y'all. <laughs> the energy you give off, man. I would, I, man, if, I, if that was still my world, like, I probably would move to Texas. Like, just the way you're talking, the y'all can't see because this is a recording. You look excited. Like, you look excited. You like, yes, let's go. Those are the kind of people that I love connecting with because I know that they're serious. Um, awesome stuff, man. Jessica, you got you got any other questions for uh, Lawrence? I do. I'm all about, I'm kind of on the same page with you, Lawrence, with getting behind the artist. So I'm trying, uh, my questions are more personally based. Okay. But podcasts or Netflix, like what is your go-to uh, when you're trying to like decompress, come down? Are you a podcaster uh, to listen to or YouTube? What is your choice of decompression after a day? Gotcha. Um, so it depends on the day, honestly. Um, I do like my Netflix. I actually switched over to HBO Max. Uh, that has been the go-to, especially, I don't know if you guys are Marvel nerds and yes. DC nerds like I am. The Snyder Cut, I literally <laughs> spent the whole day watching it. It's four hours long. I didn't watch it yet. Uh, uh, please do. <laughs> I'm saving it for Saturday with the junk food and nice hefty beer. Gotcha. What are you going to have, crab? Hefty one. <laughs> uh, no, no crab, no crab. That's on oh. the first. That's on the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to need an extra hefty beer because that movie is four hours long. Um, you're going to love every moment of it. But, yeah, definitely HBO Max. Um, I do love podcasts, too. Um, I do watch a lot of uh, things about land because I'm actually thinking about purchasing land fairly soon. Um, Bitcoin. Uh, I love listening to people talk about, you know, their careers and stuff like that. So I, I love stuff like this. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. So if if it's not HBO, it's going to be a podcast. Good deal. Excellent. Excellent. If you want some land in South Carolina, holler at me. I, got, I know a guy. Um, okay. Okay. I will. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I used to sell real estate and I my in Charleston, South Carolina, and my mentor is still there. I talked to him three, four times a week. So yeah. Perfect. I'll definitely reach out to you. Yes. <laughs> Jessica, you had to, you said questions. I, I figured you had more. No, I'm okay. good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Lawrence, before we let you go, anything else you want to share with the people, social media, any messages, upcoming events, or what have you? Yes. How can our audience find you? Gotcha. Um, so you can find me personally um, on IG at uh, Jacori, which is J-A-K-H-O-R-I-E. And I'm going to say it one more time, J-A-K-H-O-R-I-E. And of course, if you want to keep up with the actual Livehouse series, you can catch us on IG at Livehouse Series. Yes, that will be in the description. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for a phenomenal interview. This was very inspirational, man. I've been running from, nah, for real. I've been running from something. I write music, but I people don't know that I rap. I can rap, but, and I have a couple songs. They're older. And I've always said I wanted to put out a couple of projects. Like I've already got the beat set aside and stuff like that, but I just never done it. And I have everything I need. I got a portable booth. I got a microphone. I got a software. I just never did it. Um, and I record a podcast every week. I record all the time. Um, right. <laughs> you might have just gave me the push that I needed, though. It's, it's. I think it might be time. Just do so. it. Oh yeah, just do it. Um, like, like yeah, just like Shia LaBeouf and Nike. Just do it. Honestly, um, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much opportunity and there's so much potential out of life. Uh, the only thing that truly stops us is us. 
I know that's something that people say all the time and it's easier said than done. Um, but I'm telling you, once you push yourself off that edge and you just pursue, you're, you're going to you're gonna basically thank yourself for doing it. I, I tell you, I guarantee yeah. you. Are you a motivational speaker on the side? I'm not. He should be. Yo, I'm listen. <laughs> I'm over here like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like to see people win. I just like to see people, you know, be happy. And, you know, of course, I push myself to be happy as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for continuing to listen. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow. All of our information will be in the description below, including those affiliate links so that you can support us directly. Um, you know you can follow the podcast, FME underscore podcast on Instagram. You can follow me personally, complete underscore vision. Uh, Jessica, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at exposure. That's E-X-P-O-Z-H-E-R, expose her, uh, as well as at Lash and Soul, which is at L-A-S-H-A-N-D-S-O-U-L, my bread and butter Lash and Wellness Boutique. So Yeah, so we also have a Facebook group and page from My Experience Podcast, so make sure you follow us there. And ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially. And spiritually. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.